Hello and welcome to the Repeat Digital Podcast with me, Ollie Fisher, Cam Hussein, and Amy Jowett or Jowett. Jowett, I'm glad you know. Yeah, see, I knew that. Um, today we're talking about the different channels within Google Ads. So we're looking at search, shopping, display, YouTube, apps, and I believe that's all of them. Uh, I think so. Uh, yeah. You said that really fast as well. <laughs> I know, I just wanted to prove how quick I was okay. with my knowledge. Wonderful. So um, quick. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of like what, when, we take, when a client contacts us and inquires about Google Ads management, how do we decide what's, what channels we use within Google Ads? I think a lot of it is based on what the client's needs are and their budget as well. So we have some smaller clients which we then can't put certain things on. Or if we have an e-commerce client, we know we're going to put shopping on. So based on the client's needs, but then also we would advise based on our knowledge within the industry. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. If we're being honest, I think 100% of them are always search, aren't they? Yeah. It's always search. Um, And if they're e-commerce, it's 100% 100% shopping, yep. generally. Yeah. Um, and that's because there's a, a lot of intent there. So with search and shopping, they're actually searching for the particular keywords. There's um, an intent behind yeah. it. Yeah. And when there's intent, people generally go on to do what you want them to do. So your CTAs. So whether it be um, giving you a phone call to inquire, um, filling out a contact form, or doing an, completing an actual e-commerce online sale on an e-commerce store. Um, so that's generally the main channels we, we see. Um, but then we do also supplement, don't we, Cam? With sort of display and remarketing. Of course. I feel like, as you mentioned, Google's so powerful. Mm. Like with, with the search and shopping, when, you, when people are searching for those keywords, you're going to find an ad. But those people are on the site. And then it's all about how do you follow up on those people. And this is, this is where I think display and YouTube um, adverts come in very, very powerfully as well. For example, those people who go on the site, how do you get them back onto the site if they haven't converted the first time? And this is where we often use uh, display remarketing campaigns or YouTube advertising campaigns where we can actually retarget them, uh, those, those users who visit on the site through a display advert where, they, so where, we, where there's an advert that they can see on another site, for example, like on a newspaper or another blog site that they might visit. And I think this way it supplements their sort of budget, make sure that you know, uh, you're using budget wisely on those people who are more warmer. Mm. Uh, and getting, getting across them on different channels as well. I've got a question. Okay. <laughs> Obviously it's not a question, but um, if you were to use display and YouTube, have you found that using different media and the regularity of change of media helps with keeping people engaged with what you're selling? Yeah, I think I think that's a good question. Um, having display adverts, you you you're kind of um, limited in in certain, in certain senses yeah. where you know uh, there can only be viewed on certain sites and stuff. And yeah. with, with placements, you got to make sure that they're in the right that, that you you exclude irrelevant places. Uh, to, for the adverts to be shown. And with YouTube, it, you can show display adverts on YouTube, but are you talking about the YouTube videos as yeah, well? Yeah, like or? the videos. So it's like I've found with certain clients, uh, changing the media based on 
especially with like people we've got clients who work with events yeah changing their media as to what their cta is so yeah. when they're trying to first get people on their cta will be different to the last minute rush type tickets yeah. so we change the media up whether it be youtube or display imagery we change that as we go along the timeline working with them have mm. you seen any of that with yours not in mine, really. Um, but I do that with um, my other channels, with Facebook. Yeah. For, with, for example, on Facebook advertising, I do that all the time, uh, where, I, where I put through people through a channel, uh, a funnel. Yeah. So people who have visited the site. So uh, I do this a lot easier in, in Facebook advertising, where you know people who visited the site within seven days, mm. I show them like a, a sort of um, a sort of a warm. Um, See it's call to action, and then yeah. seven to um, then eight to fifteen days is a little bit hotter, and fifteen to thirty-one days is it's very very hot, and that that's 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 what I do with the sort of media. And the media there is basically the call to actions are a lot, you know, stronger yeah. as they go on, and the the visual and imagery I use is a lot stronger as well as they go on. So do you find the engagement it. changes in different periods as well? Yeah, so. Um, I think you're always going to get a really strong click-through rate yeah. when it comes to remarketing. It's always it's going to be a lot, lot stronger than you know your, your initial cold audience uh, thing. But I think as as it goes on, you can expect to people to interact more. But luckily, most of the time in the in the first remarketing campaign advert, it's quite high anyway, so it's it's pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, I think one of the big things with display on with Google Ads is it's kind of split up. So there's remarketing yeah. and then there's sort of like pure display. Remarketing is when you've engaged with that user previously, so they've probably been on your website. But with display, you're actually targeting cold audiences, like yeah. Cam yeah. said. Um, and we've never ha really had too much luck with that. No, we haven't. Um, it's, a, it's a bit more about mass marketing, really. Um, but having said that, they have, Google has brought out a new feature called combined audiences, where you can really um, narrow it down. It's sort of like similar to Facebook. Yeah. Um, so you can have, they're, they're in this audience. Let's try and think of an example. Like, they're mothers. They're mothers aged between 26 and 29. I'd go <laughs> <laughs> I, I, age group. I don't know. Yeah, that's not even a, a, an age group, is it? I'd have gone like 25 to 35. Yeah, that's it. There that one. So they're in that, but then they're also in the um, sort of the baby clothes market as well. So an in-market audience. So you can actually combine these audiences together now. So then you've got a lot more targeted um, audience ads. So you're not mass marketing as such. Yeah. Um, so this is this is really really new. I think it came out like last week or the week before. Yeah. So it's it's still in the works, but we're hopefully that's going to really boost. Um, display conversion rates because before they were kind of non-existent yeah. or really really small but the, the cost per click is a lot a lot lower anyway so yeah. it kind of works its way out yeah but and I feel like Google's a bit behind when it comes to cold audience and display whereas like for, for example for Facebook they've, they've got so much more data and what I find in Facebook campaigns is the cold audience the cold campaigns actually do perform really really well with a very low CP, uh, cost per click so, but I think with that combined audiences, it's definitely going to give you know us a better chance to actually promote the display campaigns to to, to clients and say that with this, I, there's definitely more budget that can be placed upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if Google cracks this, then they're going to really rival dis 
um, Facebook's sort of advertising model. Um, and I don't know why Google hasn't done it before because Google's, they, they've got like, they've got everyone's search history. They know what sites you've been on. They should be able to really put you in an audience, but they just don't. Mm. But hopefully, hopefully it changes and it improves, but we'll have to keep looking and testing. But yeah. What other channels have we not spoke about? I was going to say, what channel do you, do you think the channels need to change based on the industry that the client comes from? Or do you think all channels can be used for all industries? Or have we seen, at repeat, where one industry will work on, I mean, most of them work on search and shopping would based on e-commerce. But for your display and remarketing and things like that, would we choose to use it on all industries or would it be dependent on the industry they come from? It's a difficult one. Um, for example, our own website, we don't really do much search because it's just so expensive per yeah. click. Um, but we do do remarketing because we, we do get quite a bit of traffic on our website from sort of like SEO and our social ch um, channels. Mm. So then we remarket it through Google Ads. And we also have a, a YouTube ad as well. It's a bit quirky, but it <laughs> <laughs> seems to be, to be working. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it really does depend on what industry you're from. Uh, have you got any examples? Is it? Of like, uh, yeah. I, I'll say... There is, I, f I feel like when it comes to like B2B and B2C yeah. and you're a B2B um, company that sells, that has an e-commerce platform, yeah. but your goal is to get uh, repeat purchases, I feel like in those instances, it's often better to have more budget on search than shopping, yeah. even though general practice says you should put more budget on shopping because you're focusing on product. But it's all about that lifetime value. Uh, if, if, if you get that one purchase, you're probably, is that, is that going to be a repeat purchase? Um, I think the example would be with a, a client who was selling uh, these client, uh, the client, what are they client boxes for the wife for access systems. Um, do you know what? The client portals. Naked. No, not naked. No. <laughs> what are they called? They're caught. Naked boxes. No, no one. Naked <laughs> routers. Oh, fuck. I that. wish I knew what you were talking about. Oh, it's from me. It just sounds you're talking about. Thin client. Thin clients. Yeah. Thin clients. Where did naked come from? Thin, naked. Nope. Nope. It doesn't work, does it? Nope. We could talk about scanware, I guess. Yeah, that's a better one. We'll cut that out and we'll... Yeah. No, we won't. Matthew should leave that in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's scamware, yeah, it's scamware. Yeah, yeah, so, um, for example, we've got an e-commerce client that would primarily want to focus on B2B. So they provide sort of like arc flash clothing um, or fire, fire retardant clothing. Um, and they want bulk orders. Um, so they have shopping and search running. But search is a lot more profitable because they can focus on keywords like um, arc flash jackets in bulk, yeah. arc flash jackets, um, manufacturers, companies. Um, and it just, it just leads to bigger orders through search. The clicks for shopping are a lot cheaper, mm. but they're more for people browsing for themselves rather than the company. Um, but you still can get bulk orders from shopping. Yeah. We, um, yeah, so it's of course, of course. But search, yeah, as you said, it is. It does 
them to yeah. get those orders. I think the only clients and industries we've had trouble with or found it hard is if the industry has a higher cost per click, but they don't have the budget for it. That, that's when we seem to find the biggest struggle. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... A, because it's there's a few industries yeah. that have, like, five to ten pound cost, uh, cost per click. Yeah, and then when they have But a, then a budget of 200 pound. And it's just not plausible, yeah. is it? It's just... We need a, at least 100 clicks a month, at least. Like, yeah. yeah. To actually, because you never yeah. actually pull in the whole bunch. Yeah, no, it's, it's a difficult one, but... Um, I think in that case we kind of just we just let them know we, we we give them an ideal budget of what they need to spend as a minimum and if they don't meet it then I don't think it's it's worth their time or our time um, purely because we don't want to promise something that we well we ne we never promise but we don't want to say we can deliver when we can't um, having said that if they get ten clicks and one converts and that pays them like yeah. ten grand then it is profitable but yeah. it's a risk. I, th I think that's, that's another point about the search campaign, the traffic campaigns, yeah. where like, we need to know about search volume. Uh, if the search volume is very, very low and you need to make a, like a return on investment, you need, to find, you need to get customers onto your site. You want, you want to make sure that your product is being seen. This is where another advantage of like, display campaigns would work. Because yeah. um, then you can target people based on who they are. If you know who your target audience is, if you know that you're looking at construction workers who are based who are who specialise in like rail engineering so, so something and they you want to sell them art flash clothing for example you know if you know that then you should be able to target them to a display uh, with the relevant ads yeah right. yeah yeah cool um, it might be interesting to talk about all the new automated things that Google's bringing in so your things like responsive ads and search and how they're bent or, or the, even the bidding systems that are automated now have we found they've helped or hindered any accounts yeah because sometimes Cause they help sometimes well. they hinder it's, it's automated shopping yeah. there's no right answer is there it's depending on the client because yeah. I know you've had some success with smart shopping didn't you I had, I had some success with smart shopping but I do think it needs to be monitored closely and how it's used but the other issue with smart shopping is you lose a lot of control yeah I think they're actually slowly bringing that back because now you can yeah, they put are locations to, they are starting to but it is yeah. one of the things that yeah. is lacking in, and one of the reasons why I wouldn't advise putting on everything you have yeah I guess it's just worth a test isn't it to see if it actually works yeah. and if, if and it, it doesn't work then the yeah. only issue with if it doesn't work as we found is it's always hard to move back mm. I don't know why that is. Is it is it because of the algorithms? Like they have to reset themselves, or I can assume it's because of the algorithms. Because yeah. I found a, at least a month delay in accounts to try and get them back if you move them from smart back into. Yeah. Hmm, it's a strange one. I think I think that's another thing about shopping campaigns compared to search campaigns. How powerful they can be. For example, we have a client who sells very like antique and retro and vintage sort of furniture, yeah. and they're saying keywords that will never be found, uh, they wouldn't say, that will never be like, uh, get traffic for or become low search volume keywords and bring traffic to the website. However, shopping can really um, look at the product title, the product, um, the descriptions and so forth and bring in people who are searching very niche uh, 
niche products and show them a shopping ad, mm. which I haven't seen with with search campaigns as much. Mm. So it's it's um it's brought traffic to the site that they wouldn't have got normally through a search campaign. They're getting traffic to the site for very niche products that they wouldn't normally get through any other channel. I don't think. Yeah, I guess shopping's amazing if you've got. Sh- and you swore um, loads of loads of products so if you've got loads and loads of products doing search campaigns is going to take absolutely ages to yeah. create that yeah. structure but with shopping if you've got the feed right um, then it's going to it's just going to kind of do it for it's you pulls the feed in it's not a manual feed yeah because then you have to do that all <laughs> yourself um, and once you've got a great feed then you can manipulate it um, sort of with um, priorities and yeah. search term filterings mm. um, well, we've done and a lot custom of that labels with yeah. our clients. Yeah, so it's um, shopping is is great with for the for the right client. Of course, of yeah. course. Okay, so to just recap, there's lots of different Google channels out there, lots of different Google campaigns, and as we say with repeat, the the ones that we normally stand go for is search or shopping, depending on whether you're e-commerce, uh, have you, whether you're e-commerce business or not, and we can use these campaigns to supplement other channels as well through Google, such as display um, and also YouTube advertising. And these, these, these channels can, be, can get integrated. And, and I think something else that we haven't really touched upon yet is that unfortunately is you need to understand that all of these, even though search or shopping may not be converting you the first time, yeah. you need to look at Google Analytics to actually find out whether how, this, how users are actually converting to your site looking at a attribution model which is more linear. For example, people might go to go to your site through an advert, but then convert through going back on your site directly or through SEO, organic search. So it's about understanding, by this, you can actually attribute more value to your campaign and actually show to you, your customers or show to you, show, you know, like how effective your campaigns are doing, your search shopping, display campaigns are doing. Um, do you want to add anything to that? Or? Yeah, it's a big one, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's annoying because there's other sort of attribution that you can't really track. Um, I do know that we're going to be talking about how to measure later. Oh, podcast. yeah. Yeah, we're doing oh. another podcast. Come. Okay, no, no, of course. <laughs> so we're just touching upon that. We can. That's for another... That's enough for another... That's a teaser. That's another... Yeah. Teaser. Teasing you. We can go on for ages about that. But basically, what, what I'm trying to just sum it up... It's is just, just a tease, isn't it? Just to sum it up, it's just, you know, you need to be... You need to make... You need to be... There are lots of different campaigns. There are lots of different campaign models. and But you have to understand each campaign can attribute to success and it's about understanding that through you know channel paths and channel conversion paths yeah so and with the introduction of combined audiences display campaigns can be much much more powerful than it has been uh and it's just about us to like keep them integrated make them uh make sure that, that they optimize for best performance yeah awesome well thanks for listening um We'll see you next time. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye.